At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Let's get ready to rumble! All right, everyone. So, so Matt, for those of our audience that don't know you, can you just give yourself a quick introduction and, and you know, the trading extraordinaire that you are? Uh, well, not just trader. I'm a business development extraordinaire. Um, but uh, uh, I focus on small cap stocks. I focus on uh, a lot of things with catalysts. I find trends before their trends, and I find the companies that are going to benefit the most. I was huge on the 5G bandwagon. Like right now, I'm huge into travel-related stocks, but not necessarily in the United States, uh, overseas, uh, because of COVID kind of dying around there versus versus here in the United States. So I look for trends. I uh, I go and take large positions, and uh, I do a lot of fundamental work. So most people think fundamentals are worthless, um, and they probably are the last couple of years. But but for me, it's all about wealth preservation. What is my downside? How can I make money? And if this market doesn't implode, and I believe it will at some point, um, you know, what's going to be the best course of action? So, so when you're looking at small cap stocks and doing, uh, you know, fundamental analysis, trying to find those good value plays, what are you, you know, most looking at outside of, you know, just a company's balance sheet and things like that? Yep. So, I mean, I'm doing some research on a crypto miner right now. I'm not going to disclose it. I haven't. Uh, I don't like to talk about stocks unless. I fully understand them, but uh, right now, all the crypto stocks, the riots, the Maras, the miners are trading well above your tangible assets. This is uh, a micro cap. It's, I even call it a nano cap, um, and they're just kind of getting their, their foot, um, and so, but they're trading at a fraction of the tangible assets. So what does that mean? You could liquidate all of their miners their equipment, everything, and get paid out more than you know what, what is trading in the marketplace. And I think that is because no one knows they exist yet. So uh, I'm doing the research, need to make sure it's, you know, because it is all like, a, it's a nano cap. It's a very, very small cap. So that is something I'm looking at. A lot of other times I'm looking at up to 5 billion in market cap, and there's a lot more research out there. So what I do, I have access to a lot of the sell side research that uh, I'll read. Ugh, all day long. I mean, I have to make sure that if I'm putting in a 10 or 20% position uh, for, for, and I have different portfolios. So I have a trading portfolio um, where I take bigger positions and trade in and out. But, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's more controlled than if you're going to put a very large position in and then, you know, hold it for months and even years. So, so when you say you're going to put like a 10, 20% um, allocation, you're talking about of your portfolio? Correct. Of um, of my, so I have different portfolios. I have like four or five, but uh, but the main one, um, like I mean, I made my career off of five G. Uh, there was a stock. Uh, it's a company called Insego, Insg, and uh, it's trading about a buck fifty. And I knew based off of uh, the speeds and the latency of five G, it was going to take years and years. So I held that stock five years. Went from a buck fifty to twenty. Uh, I sold my last shares around seventeen, and then got back. Uh, involved in the stock, uh, much lower, uh, a little bit higher than here, 
right now. And uh, so I look for themes. Uh, I know the 5G sector better than anyone. So you could kind of ask me which 5G stocks. I mean, look at look at NVIDIA today. I mean, they crushed it. Uh, they're going to dominate in 5G. But I, I, it was pretty obvious that because of crypto, that their, their business is going to be absolutely on fire. So you got to find the trends and who are the benefactors, right? Like who uh, uh, within the 5G ecosystem, who's building the trenches for AT&T Verizon? Who's, you know, who's building the the towers? So like I, I look at everything and who's going to benefit. And you have the high flyers everyone's talking about, but you you can make money off of the smaller companies. Yeah, and I mean, I like that uh, sentiment because a lot of people out there will preach diversification, diversification, diversification. It's like, look, if you're okay with, you know, 10% return a year, max, whatever, that's great. But like Warren Buffett says, you know, I mean, Warren Buffett says it's easier for him to pick, you know, 10, 20 great stocks um, instead of 100. So I, I think if you're really doing that due diligence, like you're talking about, Matt, it does make sense to... Um, try to consolidate your positions into those like big home run winners. Obviously, if you don't have the time to be doing that DD and going out there and researching a lot, then diversification is a great way to, to be safe and keep your portfolio, um, you know, pretty safe. But I, I, I'm more in your boat, Matt. I like to pick those winners. And, and if you watch this show, you know, NVIDIA is a stock that I talk about all the time. It's like my all time favorite stock. It's just an absolute monster. And what I've loved about NVIDIA for a long time is it's, it's long-term bull case is it's not just, you know, graphic cards for, for gamers. It's not just crypto mining um, cards. It's, I think every single transformative technology out there, NVIDIA will have its hands in, whether that's AI, self-driving, robotics, et cetera. And I, I think NVIDIA is far and away above all of its competitors. You know, that's not to say AMD isn't a good company or can't be a great stock. But just if, if NVIDIA has the competitive advantage in that field, um, that, then I, I love it for that reason. And it looks like investors are loving it today, too. Up about 12% right now. Boomski. Um, so, yeah, just a crazy day for NVIDIA. The company reported earnings. Um, or no, that they report earnings in 13 days on Wednesday, November 17th. So this move is coming off of a uh, Wells Fargo upgrade, their price target. And uh, it looks like we got a lot there's of other. There's got to be other news. I yeah, mean, I can't just this can't just be a price for target. a large cap. Um, and we'll get back to you. But but then again, so uh, you have to look at history too. Nvidia took a a big crap. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could say that on the show, but whatever. Oh, I guess I can. Um, be, when crypto fell apart. So so what I always do is no one's gonna kind of realize. So you have to say is hey, let's say there's regulation risk. What are you, know, you could short the miners, riot, you know, the, the, the stocks are going to be down. But you got to look at the offshoots so that you don't get crushed, right? Because, you know, you get dip buyers coming in. So you want you want to find the stocks that are benefiting from crypto that, that, you know, it's a part of their business. So will they hit numbers if there's regulation risk and crypto goes down to 40,000? I, I don't know. But I mean, that that's those are the things that you have to look at. And um, and so let's go back to my strategy. And first of all, I'm on Twitter. I'm MSUMAK, Spartan Trader. Obviously, I'm very excited. Michigan State just crushed University of Michigan. So there's a lot of U of M fans, including Luke Jacoby over there, uh, Jason Rasnick. And I got to give it to them, OK, because Michigan State's dominant. But so I'm MSUMAK on Twitter. If you have some questions, uh, I'm very so. So even though I'm institutional, 
I really like to help the retail trader because I was in your shoes. I've gotten blasted. I've been in a stock, um, an all-in type of position that I lost everything on. So, so I, I've learned a lot through my uh, 20 years trading. Actually, it's even longer now, 22. And um, you know, just reach out to me on Twitter, MSUMAK, and I'll take care of you. Uh, now, let's go to my top stock right now in the micro cap space and we could all talk large caps and to me that's boring i mean i i have large cap positions i'm not gonna do that on the show i'm gonna talk about small caps that's what benzinga started on they got their first deal uh with td based off of that so that's a focus of mine um my largest position is a company called acacia uh, actg and the reason i'm involved and it's my largest position is because it's trading at a fraction of what you could liquidate and they're partnered with in my opinion the number one activist hedge fund in the world starboard so whatever starboard does i usually back because they have the best risk returns you know they're value guys though so like all this growth it's gonna you know everyone's trading i don't want to get blown up i want to make money if i'm putting a six figure you know even bigger position on right i don't want to lose that money right it's all about wealth preservation so i mean one of their holdings just went public and it's 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 worth the entire market cap now now it's being held down because of these warrants that starboard has but because of those warrants they're making acquisitions uh they've they've made one acquisition in the last uh, i'd say month and they've offered to buy two companies spock spok and cmtl so they can transform from a book value company to an operating and so what does that mean if you're a book value company People aren't interested in the stories per se. I am because I can buy uh, $10, $12 worth of assets for $5, right? But as soon as it transforms from a book value story to an operating, that's when growth matters. That's when value, that's when the business happens. So I think this is going to be, uh, and, I, and I'm very patient. So if you're only patient with your IRA money, you could park Acacia in it. And you don't have to worry anywhere by 525. It's not going to drop below 525. If it does, uh, it makes the war the warrants worthless and the book value skyrockets. So uh, those warrants expire August 2022. So anything below 525, ARBs will probably come in there and bid it up. Um, so so that's my largest position. Um, we can talk about it later, but I figured uh, there's some other questions that can come my way. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get some questions about Acacia. Um, you know, I know you're more of a fundamental guy. You don't look at technicals, but just looking at the chart, it looks like it's been bouncing off of this um, support a number of times. So yeah. might not be a bad time to enter. I'm definitely going to add this to my watch list. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, finding these companies before you know, they get a lot of attention, whether it's from retail investors or institutional investors is, is really one of the ways you can see, um, you know, those big returns in your portfolio that everyone's looking for. So um, definitely let us know if you have any questions in the chat about Acacia or you can tweet at Matt at M-S-U-M-A-K. Um, Matt, let's go back to crypto real quick. We were talking about earlier when we were talking about the miners. So I'm going to pull up our handy dandy uh, crypto heat map on benzinga.com slash cryptocurrency. So looking at this, we can see um, Bitcoin and Ethereum are trading lower today, not by too much, about 2% for Bitcoin, 1.38% uh, from Ethereum. Dogecoin down more than 3%. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like Doge is becoming... How, how much is SHIB down today? That's a good question. Let's check in on SHIB. I was just going to say... That's it, right there. SHIB is down 30... Whoa, that can't be right. That's right, and I'll tell you why. So 
there's there's this is why liquidity and everything matters. So he doesn't have to look it up. So last night on Twitter, everyone was talking about it. So there was one guy, and I don't know if this is true. Uh, it might be true, but this is what everyone says. $8,000 investment right at the beginning is worth like $5 billion. And he moved about $3 billion of it off of one wallet to four other wallets. So everyone's like, holy shit, he's going to freaking sell everything. And everyone's like, wants to get out before he unloads $3 billion and causes a cascade and stop losses. So the stock market is being held up by this insane insanity. Like there's no fundamentals, but uh, for me, I don't care because if the market takes that big crap, Acacia is not going to fall apart that much and other stocks that I'm involved with um, because of you have downside. What Warren Buffett does is he looks for companies that have limited downside risk. Same with me. And if they do go lower, um, I'll buy more. So here, here's another example. And I just picked up some shares today and I'm probably going to load up even more. Uh, I just started and, and maybe I got more filled. So I don't know. I, this might not be accurate. But before I came on the show, I bought a company. Uh, it's, 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 it's basically a closed end fund that buys private companies that turn public. So the net asset value was $14 a share, right? So if they wanted to liquidate the fund, I would get $14 a share. It's trading at $4, okay? four fifteen. So, So no one knows they exist. And this is where opportunity arises. It might take me a couple of years, but it's not going much lower than $4 if you could liquidate the portfolio for $14. So it's like I go to Marshall's. I mean, no matter how much money I have, I don't like paying top dollar. My friends make fun of me. He's like, Matt, you're rich. Go buy some Gucci. Go buy this. Why would you do that? You know, uh, you know I, I don't want to be working the rest of my life. I want to retire and I want to I want to be able to sleep at night. So if I can buy four dollars of assets for fourteen dollars, I know my downside is limited. And if it goes down even more, I'll buy more. OK, so that that's the theory. And, and this ticker is SVVC, Sam, Victor, Victor, Charlie. It's very small. Twenty eight million market cap. I don't care. Uh, I don't want to move the stock right now because I. <laughs> but but I'm telling you, this is I, if you can look at the nano caps, you can look at the small caps and that goes up to five billion dollars in assets. So it's not just these really small ones. But when when I, I feel protected buying it for 415, 416, I can't remember exactly what I paid. That's 416. And I got 5,300 shares. So I want to add a bunch. What more. was that ticker again? Uh, Sam, Victor, Victor, Charlie. First-hand technology value. Correct, fund. correct. So this is a, a closed-end fund. So this isn't technically a stock. It's basically a publicly traded venture capital firm, and and it has no one knows they exist. And but I mean, you go to their website, you say, "Hey, we can liquidate the assets for fourteen thirty-three a share." And they've had really good news from one of their companies. So I think it's an extra buck a share. So the NAV is at least $15. I mean, you can't, I, I have to do some more work. I mean, I saw it today. I bought it instantaneously with, uh, because I already knew it from years ago. And, and I don't really need to do a lot of work. Uh, when, when I see $4, $14 is trading for four, if that makes sense. Got it. Well, yeah, we'll add that to the watch list. Um, and yeah, like, like I said, anyone out there that's interested in these companies or Matt's strategy, please uh, reach out to him on Twitter. That's at M-S-U-M-A-K. Um, just real quick. So we've got Vivi Biotech Queen coming up. We will be talking about some biotechs. If you have any questions um, about different biotechs, Vivi is your lady. She will, will be here to explain what's going on in the biotech world. Um, a couple other news headlines. So we already talked about NVIDIA just absolutely ripping today. Um, we saw the price target upgrade 
And it looks like NVIDIA is getting a lot of interest uh, on, on, you know, Reddit, Wall Street bets. But I don't know if that's enough to move this this mega cap stock this much. So uh, maybe it's just institutional buyers coming in. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll do some more research and get the exact headline on why um, NVIDIA is it's up. Let's see. Are you sure earnings was three weeks? I heard did they pre-release today. There had to have been something. Oh, Corvo reported. Okay. Five, another 5G stock. I mean, I know Corvo. Uh, that Skyworks is the, is the biggest uh, competitor to Corvo, just monster because the 5G build out. So, uh, and I could back up there. So your phone speeds will probably be 40 download with true 5G. You're going to get a thousand. It's going to be so fast, so quick. You're never going to get that lag. And, um, and then there's so many business use cases with 4G. We had Uber, right? So with, with faster speeds and lower latency, I mean, and, and redundancies, your, your internet. So like when your Comcast goes out, everyone's going to want a 5G backup through SD-WAN. And so so even when your internet goes out and I know companies go crazy, you're going to have this 5G backup. And uh, so a lot of companies and enterprises are investing. I mean, in Seago, they reported, uh, what's that trading at today? I, uh, I know it was down in the pre-market. Uh, it's my 5G play uh, amongst many others. But see how Seago is doing. It could be down, it could be up. If it's down, I'd be buying it. If it's up, uh, depending on what it's up, I'd be buying it. What's it doing? Um, I'm not getting. Uh, let's see. Insego is down three point nine eight percent today, so down about four percent. Um, looking at the chart here, we we can see that. I like to buy them when they're down. So it hit twenty. This was a Kramer favorite as the five G play, and it still is. They just made an announcement that they're partnering with T-Mobile on all their enterprise. I mean, T-Mobile is dominating in 5G better than Verizon and AT&T because they invested in low band, okay? And so so, so that was a big announcement that'll drive benefits to Insego. So I look long-term. So in the, in the earnings conference call, they said next year, 25% revenue growth, right? Because that's when 5G starts taking off, when all the enterprises. So you have to buy the stock when nobody knows what's going on. Um, and so that's, that's something I'll be adding to my position. Um, and uh, you know, I got lots of ideas. You reach out to me, we can talk. It, it doesn't have to be about specific stocks. It could be about uh, options trading. Um, and so like, I'm a catalyst trader too. So this is something that's different. I'll find something, like I'll know every catalyst. And this, it takes work to make money, guys. You shouldn't just follow guys on Reddit and, you know, and chase the memes. To me, that pisses me off, to be honest. <laughs> So I do work. I find out an upcoming catalyst. I knew in Seagull's reporting earnings, I didn't want to take the risk. So actually for that position, I sold my options yesterday. I made money. I made a quick 60% because I knew like, okay, the 5G names are going to start to get hot, but I didn't want to take the earnings risk. I took it off. And now that it's down, I'll probably buy some longer dated options because I know February. Okay, so let's go back. It's all about catalysts. So the biggest 5G event of the year is in February. It's called Mobile World Congress. And Seagull and Corvo and NVIDIA, they'll make an insane amount of announcements. And it's not priced. The market makers don't figure stuff like this out. So if you can find an event, like in February, uh, you load up on the options when they're cheap. So in an ideal world, you'll wait till January when they're not paying attention. And then you'll buy them way out of the money. And uh, sorry, I'm not looking. I'm talking. Uh, I'm just, I'm rolling. Our, man. our producer Spencer wants you to look at the camera so people yeah. can see your pretty face. Sorry. But... I just, I'm, I'm talking. I'm just, I'm not used to going on, um, TV. I'm a trader. I don't know. So, uh, I'll be looking, but so that's what I do. I look at catalyst mobile World Congress. I'll load up in Seagull options. I'll probably load up Corvo. You know, let's say Qualcomm takes a shit 
all, uh, I mean, it's all about timing. It's all about risk reward and it's all about volatility. Got it. All right. Well, Matt Kolb, thank you for joining us today. Like I said, reach out to him. I'm going to throw his Twitter on the screen. One, One thing I got to say before, before I leave, Twitter is powerful. I actually cold reached out to Vivi, your next guest. I had no idea she was going to be on and we built a relationship. So, I mean, use Twitter, um, get smart first before you do that. And I've, I have so many relationships and have made a ton of money from just cold reaching out on Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. I'm a machine. The Benzinga guys know it. I, I concur. I actually cold reached out to a guy named Jason Raznick. And that's why I'm sitting here right now on Twitter. Just I met Jason I, Raznick in an airport. He was so insane. I had to get a part of his company 10 years ago. Yeah, I, that's a great story for another time. Next time, Matt, when we get you on, we'll have to hear that story in its entirety. Um, Vivi, are you ready for us? We're going to bring on Vivi Biotech Queen. We will be talking some biotech. If you got any tickers you're looking at, drop them in the chat. We'll get to them. Without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on the Biotech Queen. <laughs> Vivi, how's it going today? Good. Can you hear me? I can hear you great. Yes. I have a big microphone now. Oh, really? There you go. Yeah, I stole my my son. Remember, I used to have the gaming um, headphones, and this is his Twitch microphone, and I just, I just. Oh, your son's your son's streaming on Twitch. What does he play mostly? Oh, he likes. Um, he Minecraft on Twitch. It, it can kind of came back, but uh, now he's uh, he's turning sixteen soon, and I haven't seen him touch um, his computer in the last five months. He's out into girls now. I think he got smart. <laughs> Still uh, no yeah, more. about 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 that age. Um, yeah, no, whatever, no whatever happened with whatever happened with the bike saga? Didn't he get your bike stolen or something? Yes, I did. And then I took the money, the $400 and I invested. So I have like 2000, I'm growing the little accounts, but I'm still don't let him uh, use my second bike. I told him you got to have to pay for one. So he has a job right now, but they're not giving him a lot of shift. So hopefully soon he'll have enough money to buy his own car actually, right? Well, 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 Vivi, hold on. And this is Spencer. Uh, shouldn't he just follow your picks and then he can just have enough money that way? Oh my God, I, I told him he's, he used to do coding. He should just do NFTs for Christ's sake, but he has no well, interest. He'd be a millionaire. You, know? you can't yeah. force, you can, uh, you can force people to have the same passions as you. I wanted to kind of do like an, a custodian account to each kid and give 500 each for Christmas and say, yeah. have at it. Go, go, go and invest and see who has the most money in five years. So that's, I want to do a challenge with you that, should, you know? You should do that. You should do that. All right. Uh, Vivi, it's, it's been too long. Oh, I keep trying to zoom in. It keeps cutting me off. Sorry, Rohan. Uh, Vivi, it's been too long since we've had you on. Update us. Update us. Where do we stand on some of our old favorites? Yes, for sure. First of all, I just wanted to tell you guys that, um, I do. I just launched my own channel. If you guys uh, search is the bio queen, 
and I'm going to have a lot of the like extensive DD. So I think this would be a good avenue. I'm not going to go anywhere just to kind of answer questions. But if you guys want to really like detail DD into my picks, uh, right now I have a progenity there. I have a gridstone and I have a, a biocrest. So um, that would be the best avenue because it's going to be really hard for me to go over, you know, uh, with a short, a short amount of time, go over why I'm a pretty bullish on these picks. But you guys can follow me on my channel and subscribe so I can keep it afloat and keep doing the videos. So wanted to tell you guys, if you guys can pull the chart on BCRX, man, this is yeah. my biggest pick and we got hammered. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting the chart up right now. Give me give me five seconds to yeah, get that open. Sure. So, uh, yeah, BCRX, what, it's been a while because I, I look at it and, you know, mostly when, when, when you and I talk. So it's been a while. So what is going on right now? So, you know, earnings, uh, they wanted this ridiculous amount of like, they're expecting like 70 million. We got 38 million in sales. And the concern here is they had a um, 18 million, I think around $20 million burn rate. So the concern is, is future offerings, right? How are they going to raise money to fund their studies? So obviously, even if you had an offering, so let's assume when it was before earnings was $15. If, if you got an offering, you got somebody to come in at 14 you wouldn't have that much of a haircut, right? So it's right, completely right. unjustified. Um, the uh, Some of the price targets came is still reiterated a price target of a $24. We're on track to 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 get blockbuster drug just all our deal alone project number we're projecting without without any any offerings any dilution that we're still gonna see a sixty dollars a share in the future so this is completely unjustified i went ahead today and bought tons of calls um you Ooh, know I just, how, how how far oh, out how far out i did i did a, a for 95 cents i got a 14 dollar january calls and I did uh, some leaps too, you know, so I did a little bit out of the money, but it's only $12 right now. So I, I, I hope we have more upgrades and, and when people figure it out, so you, you pretty much, nothing has changed fundamentally, right? I'm a more of a fundamental type of a, of a investor and trader. So I, I told you guys the uh, just to have an idea, the, the magnitude of this pipeline, uh, PNH is uh, Alexion got bought out by AstraZeneca just because of PNH alone. PNH alone was bringing 70% of the revenue of Alexion. Alexion got bought out by 39 billion, which would have put BCRX shares today at a $250, so 230. So think about this. This, what they have right now, they had this, this drug and then they, um, Solar, Solaris, now they made all the switch to Altamores because Solaris has a, a issue with the MGen and the patent. So just, just so you guys have a little bit idea of how the magnitude of this factor pipeline is. They have a product right now that is injection, it's an infusion, right? And they say, oh, you know, infusion for every eight weeks. Wait, um, real fast, real fast. Which ticker are we on? We talk. We talk. Just stay on BCRX. I'm talking. Okay, about we're still the there. We're still there. I'm, I'm just making sure everyone. Okay, talking we're still there. Talking about the competition, Alexion got bought out by AstraZeneca for 39 billion, yep. all solely because of the factory pipeline. So this factory pipeline is an infusion every eight weeks, and uh, some of the side effects is the patients still have to go through transfusion. So until today, there's nothing out there, and what we look in the data for BCRX. Patients are still on today taking BID twice a day orally. 
um, don't have to, to go through any transfusion. So imagine having a factory uh, pipeline that is all oral. And that's what we're going to bring to the table. So patients, okay. even patients' testimony said, there's nothing else bad out there. Yes, we're going to have to deal with infusion. We're going to have to deal with transfusions. But be able to have a drug that you take it every day orally and never have to do transfusion, it's huge. So it, it, it increases the hemoglobin level so you don't have to have transfusion where Alexion drug doesn't. So that's it. So fundamentally, I think this is a great opportunity until we see a bottom. I don't know what the bottom is. So I would look to for a reversal before you add it back. But I still I still hold to through that uh, for in three or four years, this will be a hundred dollar stock. Um, I, I believe that uh, this company, this pipeline is worth billions and nothing has changed here. I actually bought more shares today because, again, I don't care about the bottom. So if I lose a dollar a share tomorrow, I'm not, I'm holding this long. And, you know, in some of the, the day traders or the swing traders will be like, what would you hold long? For me, it's like, it's always having like a savings account. I, I day trade in a swing trade, but I put all my earnings into companies that fundamentally I believe in as my savings account. So I'm not putting all my assets at risk by trading you know, everything that I have in, in a bank, which doesn't make any sense. So I'm sure a lot of traders do have a long-term account as well, but this is my long-term account. So we got that beating. It's completely unjustified. And another point is um, that the, the analysts were just saying that we start seeing Takeda's um, uh, Kita's competition is also injectable from Orladeo. We, we saw a decline of 2.2%. Uh, year after year decline. So just to show you that we are, um, you know, taking share of a market of the competition. So Orladeo okay. is on track and it's, we're still going to be a very profitable company, but people don't like that they're burning, burning through cash too, too fast, but it's well, just that, that seemed to be the, the kicker, right? Cause their earnings per share came in well below the street estimate. That seemed to be the kicker. Uh, yes. so... and then after having the, the cash burn, but again, they had a you know unrealistic uh, numbers, but it's on track to to get there. But it's just a little yeah. slower, uh, and uh, so I'm still a firm believer here. And then um, uh, KMPH, we have earnings November 10th. So I I I I think I I told this, you guys this about... one is this one is just so quiet. It's, there's nothing to see. There's nothing no. to see here. So remember, I give you guys at a seven dollars. You know, even Jason was teasing. He's like, "Wait a minute, did I just buy a really, really low market cap company? I can't believe that you you got me into." But you know, at, at, a, at the approval, got to sixteen, seventeen bucks. And you know, and I and one of my YouTube channels, I have a video explaining how to trade in and out small biotechs because they have a no no product right and then when they have a product and approval if you can see here went up all the way to 17 bucks but until they can prove that they can do a successful launch you're gonna see the stock not moving at all so i'm curious i have i reduced my position trends trends tremendously when the approval came because that's how i operate and then if i see 
that they actually are successful launching the drug because it doesn't matter if you have a good product and you don't have a good team behind it, right? So I will, I'm curious to see what the earnings is going to be for me to um, add more to my position because okay, I- But, really, but, but you, you're, you still, you've got a fraction of your position. I right? got a fraction, you, but it's small, yeah. a small fraction. I, I don't like to leave yeah. the game. One thing I learned after fate went from $3 to $80 a share is that I, if I believe in a company, but it's really early stages, I save some now, you know, I'm like, I leave a thousand shares as my set and forget account because that can be $80 a share one day. Yeah. Look at fate, fate. What, what opportunity here, you know, because all these bios have taken a beating, you know, lately since February, the high, but look at that. It used to be $80 a share. Even higher. What was that? Yeah, that looks like the high was one one twenty one twenty one. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Look at that. This yeah. is an upside of uh, 50% from here. There's a lot of the biotechs right now. Um, if you guys wanted to fill your portfolio with biotechs and see 100% returns, Fate is a good example. Nothing has changed fundamentally. It's an amazing company. So, so, right why, so, why is it, so why is it gone from 121 to 59? Um, I haven't followed fate as much, but I'll give you an example. Look what happened to Sava, you know, such a ripoff to investors. You know, a guy came in and accused Sava of having doctored the data uh, when it came to FDA. And, you know, investors lost millions. Like I saw an investor on Yahoo boards lost 700,000 because he, he bought on a high out of 120. And now, you know, it's going off today because after FDA revealed the data, has not revealed that nothing has been doctored. So completely like, you know, so that's the thing is it's uh, uh, biotech is not for the faint of the heart. And that's why a lot of people don't like to trade biotechs because you never know and earnings, you can go up or down. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't have a, it fundamentally doesn't have a reasoning behind uh, uh, why people sell and buy like I've seen. Gilead have an amazing earnings and then the guidance is not as good as everyone expect and boom, you know, the stock falls 20%. So, but just to show you, I haven't followed fate. Um, but for example, I'll put, a, I'll put a, another one, ALNY, Alnylam Pharma, uh, the CEO stepped down and they they didn't beat earnings but you know, look look at the look at look at the upside potential. What is it today? Wow, we went up again. Oh, oh my God, uh, the earnings was like five days ago, it, it lost $50 a share. It was, I think, 200 and went down all the way to 150 and I was already back to 180. You know, because what? Yeah, because so, so, so with this, I would say, what was the pre, we went down to a low of 154. So, so I'm just curious to figure out what- Yeah, the so they, they, they miss earnings, but not a huge fraction and the CEO stepped down, boom. That's your own opportunity. It's almost like you have to put these companies on a watch list because fundamentally the, the pipeline of this company is amazing. It's rare diseases and they are an amazing company. So it's if the the the, the analysts still have a $220 price target there, you know, so it, you got to almost have to take like the bottom place. Biotech is like this. You pay, you pick up the bottom place. It's almost guaranteed to make money, you know? But you if don't you want have, term. If you have the stomach for high risk, there are some questions for you in the chat. Yeah. VBR, I would like to get to who asked if about this one. It was Maddie Ice or Maddie. No, Maddie G. Maddie G. 
Hey, Battle Queen, have you heard of Age X? I don't know what the, if the ticker is literally A-G-E-X. Let's find A-G-X? out. A-G-E-X? No, but I... Yeah, it's I, A... It, well, the, the ticker is Age. A-G-E is your ticker here. Oh, no. I this never is, heard uh, of... Oh, this is, this is an 81 cent stock, so I don't know if you've heard of that. It's down almost 100% this year. Wow. So, okay, no. I mean, like, again, I told you guys, sometimes it's the bottom feeders, right? Like, the really beaten down stock, um, you yeah. can play a catalyst. So, I'll take a look, and I'll let you guys know next week for sure. What about Teva? They, they just reported, like, yesterday. Uh, I don't follow uh, Teva that closely, to be honest follow with Teva. you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And the chart, yeah, it's, we used to talk about Teva. Uh, let me pull up like, like a month, like a long-term chart of Teva. Cause th- when I, this is one of those stocks, when I joined Benzinga, we talked about Teva a lot. Wow. This, what this, is, in like, this is in like 2000, Jeez. late, late 2015, early 2016. Um, and it's just been on a steady downtrend since then. Um, that's, um, so. Look, look, uh, look at this management. I mean, that should say a lot. You know, how can you let the stock go down to, you know, nine fourteen? So is that not, that's another thing, guys. Um, you can have a really. So I'll give you a good example. I'm not investing in, but if you can put an ESPR right now, they just went through yep. layoffs, and I know the people that work there. Okay, one second. ESPR. Okay, let's go with daily. So manager has brought that stock all the way down to seven seven dollars a share. Um, they they say that um, the because they launched the product during COVID. But let me tell you guys, uh, my friend was a rep there that got laid off. She said that they were taking uh, a lot of uh, a lot of shares of a Repatha, which is an MGN injectable for cholesterol that has an amazing like reduction of a cholesterol levels, and this company has a, a oral drug so there's a lot of talk that they might come on a hostile takeover but you know the management's awful the ceo has run down the company so a lot of times you you have a good product but if you don't have a good management it's it's not it's not going to be a good combo you know uh, i lost seven grand at sgyp which had a better pro- product than what they have now for ibs but the management was so bad and they 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 said no to so many offers for buyout that the company got run down to to the floor, uh, went bankrupt, and then Procter Gamble bought them for pennies. So you have to have a combination of both. That's why um, doing biotech it's it's so um, it's so dangerous. But I want to put another one in that I think you guys will really like. P R O G. I have that on my channel, but they just appointed uh, the C. Uh, uh, it's so it's such a small world. They they just appoint Jill Howe, and Jill Howe went to work at a Somaxon with my best friend. So Somaxon got bought out. It was a, a drug a company that got bought out. So this woman has her career has taken off, and she just joined the board of a, of a of a directors of this company. I think this company it's it's a monster in the making. They have a technology that can. Turn Humera, which is one of the biggest uh, uh, injectables uh, in in the in the history of a pharma, a ten billion dollar company, a ten billion dollar drug into oral form, and they have this technology also that it doesn't go into your bloodstream as much as a regular drug. So one of uh, 
drugs from Pfizer um, goes straight into the column, leaving less toxicity, so less side effects. So if you don't have drugs in your bloodstream, there's less side effect because less toxicity. And they found their um, their activity of the drug is 25 times more potent than the Pfizer drug itself. So I see this company really being bought out by other pharmas because of the technology, you know, the the, the delivery system from from that that that. That drug, the, the delivery system that they have that takes less toxicity and doesn't go into your uh, bloodstream. So they have earnings next week. That would be my only concern. You know, earnings in biotech when they don't have a product uh, can be iffy or unless they give you give us some updates. Uh, that would be my main concern about this company. But I am. Um, I'm a big investor here. I believe this company has a bright future. So if you guys are more interested in learning, just go to my channel. I have a really good DD on this company. So uh, Novik is asking, do you still like Checkpoint uh, uh, CKPT? Yeah. So, okay. So Checkpoint, I had a 10,000 shares. I reduced my shares down to uh, 3,000 shares because that's what I'm willing to lose. I bought it at 280. So I'm really to lose. I'm willing to lose 10 grand to make 40 grand. I believe I, I, I alerted that it's $2.80 below what the, the, the investors bought. Just so you guys have an idea, they unblind. Um, if I'm not correct, I think 41 pa uh, 36 patients out of the 71, and they're gonna blind the other 41. And when I did my calculations um, to have an overall response, because they needed to have a 35% at the end, um, a 36% overall response rate, and we only needed six patients out of the, the, the next, I think 41 patients or 36, to respond to have these results of a 36% overall response rate. And the preliminary data has seen better results, better overall uh, uh, survival rate than uh, Ketruda, which is a, a blockbuster. So I'm holding through data, guys, because I, I like I like my odds, you know, extra six patients out of 36 patients. So, but I didn't want to hold the whole thing because um, I learned in this business, you don't, you don't uh, invest more than you can lose. And I lost like 50 grand with the ARDX. They had a full sales force. Um, they had a, a they had a really good product and FDA and then the act. So um, now I I if I do believe in a company and I want to do for data release or for Padufa, I'm not holding my whole position. So I had a 10,000 shares and I. I scale out too soon. I scale out at like a 350, but uh, it's supposed the data is supposed to come out in December because we did the calculations. the The final reading will be November, and by by December they probably release the, the results. So I'm really excited about this one. Okay, uh, a couple more, couple more here from the chat here, Vivi. Uh, what about these are known uh, Bingo and, and CRISPR. We've talked okay. about those on, I, on I think CRISPR um, is, it has a great potential, a great company to hold long term. Um, Bingo, I, I have on my set I forget. I have a thousand shares there that I, I honestly don't even look, don't even look at a, uh, you know, what kind of updates they have because geno genomic testing is the future. So I believe Bingo has a lot of potential. Uh, but because I don't want it to have to be looking every single quarter what's going on with the company. Yeah. I bought a thousand shares at a five dollars, and I let it. I let it sit there. So hopefully, right. you know, fifty dollars a share one day. 
What do you think of this one? This is uh, Occugen. This is the high-flying COVID vaccine stock. So Occugen, um, I bought at 880. I sold it at 16 on the news. It's, again, it's always sell the news until they can see. So it's not approved in the United States. It's approved in the other countries, and they don't have a lot of money, right? So I don't know how they're going to position, position themselves financially. So it's it took a dive because they haven't produced sales right what what does the sales gonna look like so i like the company i think i like the alternative of vaccines for mrnas a lot of people don't want to take mrnas they believe that alters your dna and you know it, the funny thing is there was a a, a slide on bcrx talking about pnh somebody acquired pnh uh, on a vaccine on mrna even though it is a very the, the side effects um don't you know uh, the benefits outweigh the risks. There's been side effects on vaccines, and I, I feel like Occugen has a great alternative because it's in a non-mRNA vaccine. Okay, let's get to a couple more here, and then we'll uh, we'll let we'll let Vivi go, and we will have her back every Thursday in this in this hour time slot. Um, so if you missed her, you can always check out her channel or just come back next week when we have her. Um, let me make sure there's no, no more. I, I want to make sure I didn't miss anything in the chat. Yeah, uh, sure. Know, uh, bah, bah, bah. I'm not sure why my charts are doing that. Uh, someone asked about Array earlier. I think I, right, I remember that one. A-R-R-Y. Yeah, A R R Y. Thank you. Oh, I like the company. It's it's. Uh, I remember uh, buying them and selling. Uh, I re I don't remember what's behind. It's been a long, long time. Um, but I like the company. Somebody was asking here C T I C. I I do. Uh, I bought a shares uh, for the run up for C T I C. I'll leave you some for approval. But I I got some shares of C T I C. I think they have a really good uh, chance of getting approved. Uh, because there's nothing out there for that indication. Uh, there's some concerns about the side effect profile, but I guess FDA had a meeting with them and an approved and accelerated approval with no outcome meetings. Um, and, and a sales force has been built. So uh, everything points out to approval, but risky business, right? We've seen over and over uh, SESN, for me, was a slum dunk and didn't get approved. So FDA has been really, really, really uh, shady <laughs> lately. So, um, but CTIC is only November 4th. Um, so I think you you can get a 10% gains if you buy today and sell in two weeks, you know, two weeks prior to F FDA approval. I think you still can make some money here for sure. All right, uh, Vivi, the bio queen uh and her twitter handle is at uh you're at bio at biotech underscore sd and then the and then the, the youtube is the same it's just if you type the bio queen i'm the first one to come up so hopefully you guys like it my my dd uh, videos all right baby we'll talk to you again next week have Thank a good one so it's good to see you all, all. right Good to, good to have you back. Hey, let's get let's do uh before we bring on our next guest, let's do a quick crypto update. AB, can you please bring up our heat map on benzinga.com slash crypto? While you do that, I will do this. No, wait, that. Hey. 
heard you all talking about Sheeb and Dogecoin earlier, but I have, I confess I've not looked at any of the majors really all day. So how are we looking here? Yeah, oh. so so when Matt was on, we, we talked about a few of these names. Um, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum obviously in the red, although making up some ground from last time we checked. Um, Ethereum now down less than a percent. Shiba Inu last time we checked was down about 30%. Now it's down only 22%. Oh. Only 22%, Spencer. Only 22%. Um, as far as the cryptos that are in the green today, we have Solana, um, which of course is one of the favorite quote unquote clean energy or green cryptos. Um, Cardano is down about three and a half percent. V chain um, up almost 10%. Uh, so yeah, mixed bag for cryptos today, Spencer. Uh, how can I get some free Bitcoin? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. All you have to do is go to the Voyager app. Hey, look, it's on the screen right there. Use the offer code Zing, Z-I-N-G. When you sign up, fund your account, 100 bucks, and make your first trade. They'll give you $50 in Bitcoin for free. My closing thoughts on Shiba Inu coin and uh, Squid Game coin or token, whatever it's called, and all those other things is you get you get what you pay for, right? You 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 know what you're buying when you when when you when you buy these things. You're buying a shit coin that's also a probable rug pull. And I saw that Squid Game coin was ripping again this morning. People know it's a rug pull and they don't care. I, I, I agree, Spencer. I think if you're going to get into some of these altcoins or shitcoins, as yeah. you called them, um, you know, know what they are. You know, yeah. if, if you're one of those guys that's saying, or oh, girls. or girls that's saying, oh, Shiba Inu is the future of finance, you know, no, just stop right there. It's not the future of money. Um, can you make a few bucks on it? Maybe. Can, yeah. Maybe. Can you invest in one of these coins and maybe make a couple hundred percent? Yeah. But that's what it is. Um, you know, I, I think that argument can only stand for, you know, Ethereum and Bitcoin really as like these can really be the future of um, having an impact on uh, the future of currency. So I, I don't mind trading these smaller coins. Just know what they are. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, and, and to everyone in the chat. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Happy's telling, you know, not enough fathers telling their kids, you know, these chances of getting rich or something on it. But you see it on Twitter every day, so I, I understand the temptation. I really do. So Hex is asking, whatever happened to Benzinga Zing Coin? Great so, question. So Zing Coin, um, you know, we still have to finalize plans for it. But right now, from what I understand, the plan will be to use Zing Coin as kind of a reward system for yep. Benzinga. So yep. if you want to use Zing Coin to get a discount on Benzinga Pro or some swag, you know, whatever it is, um, then then you know that's right now the tentative plan. Um, so, so yeah, we'll keep you updated on Zing coin. I'm, I'm going to put the link in the chat. Yeah. It, it's really going to be used as a reward system, as a discount system, as an engagement tool. Uh, I'm putting the link for Zing, Zing coin in the chat. Right. Spencer, now. You see, uh, while we're on the topic of crypto before, uh, we get to our next guest, which yep. is options, Mike, mm -hmm. um, yesterday, Mark Cuban tweeted a report, um, or headline that said like 4% of people have quit their jobs because of the gains they've made in crypto that I can already tell without having, I, had, I did not see that, but I can already tell by the way you said that, that this was some financial services company that surveyed a thousand people. And that was the result of their survey. I'm calling BS. 
I agree. I mean, 4% is a huge number of people. There is no way. Maybe the four, maybe what? what okay, four, here we go. Four, right, maybe the 40 people out of the thousand that they surveyed, right? Um, maybe that's real, but there's no way that you can extrapolate that to the rest of so here's the, rest of society. the here's the um oh, great article report that comes from civicscience.com which i've never even heard of that's um, okay we still we don't hate you civic science we just don't know you. we can see right here have you or someone you know quit your job at some point over the last year due to financial freedom earned by investing in cryptocurrency uh yes i know someone that has seven percent four percent yes i have 6,741 responses, so not very representative of, um, you know, I would need to see a little I, bit of a bigger sample size. It still seems high. Oh, wait, how many responses did you say? 6,700. 6, it still seems too high to me, but I that, that could be wrong. It just, it just seems high. 11% of people either themselves or know someone who has, who has uh, quit their job because of gains in crypto yeah and i think it made more headlines once mark cuban tweeted it just because he's got that name recognition he said wow four percent of the people in the usa i don't know if that's the, legit either way this it, is too easy it's too convenient okay it's too convenient of of a of a of a reason why that's why there's a but how long until mainstream media starts talking about uh, when they're talking about labor shortages they throw that out there as a reason you know you've got the vaccine mandates you've got the unemployment so and now you've got people quitting because of, of crypto well, games. It's not just crypto. It's, it's there's a stock market too, right? I mean, it, there are pe yes, there are people out there that have made amazing gains in in investing and trading in the last year and a half, basically since the start of COVID, which is amazing for them. I'm not here to poo poo that. Congratulations, congratulations. You know, don't spend it all in one place, but but that is but one of a dozen or more reasons why we are experiencing a labor shortage. It's not. It's not as simple as saying, "Oh, everyone's making bank off crypto." That's why they're not working. Just like you can't, just like you couldn't blame Zillow uh, for for the housing market being hot. You can't blame crypto for the. It's it's more fun too. Though. Yeah, you're right. It is more fun, but it's also not accurate. All right, who out there watching right now likes to trade options or wants to learn more about trading options? I know I do. You and love we, to trade options. I baby. do love to trade options. I actually don't have any open options right now. It makes me feel um naked less than whole i was gonna say less than whole but naked works as okay. well um so our next guest options mike is an expert when it comes to um not just trading options but different option strategies as well and so, we can do some can we do some naked options um no i don't know i maybe luke luke we can get luke and we'll yellow some options oh boy let's get options mike on here here we go hey there he is hey options guys. mike what up no, no money. naked options. No, no, don't Mike, do that. Have you made it, Mike? Have you made enough money off crypto to quit your day job? <laughs> I've made no money off of crypto. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he's honest. I'm probably the only person who hasn't traded crypto. Actually, I, I lie. I have five dollars, which I think is worth about eight dollars now of Bitcoin that I got hey, for free. There you go. <laughs> nice return. There you go. Yeah, at five to eight, that's what thirty percent. Yeah, percent. More than that. There you go. Um. All right, Mike, let us know what, what's on your watch list right now. What are you watching? We'll go ahead and pull up some charts on Benzinga Pro. If you want to pull up your own charts, feel more than free. Whatever is easier. I mean, I could pull it up real quick. If you want, you tell me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, up here, it's getting a little bit tougher here on, you know, what we want to be in and where where you want to be looking at here as this market's starting to get a little bit carried away from itself. So 
let's just start with NVIDIA. I think NVIDIA is just a great example of what's been going on in this market. Did the screen come up? Uh, uh, no, yes. wrong. I hold on. Let me. I was, I was searching for a ticker, and I'll be on. No, it did not come up yet. Let's try this again. Um. Okay, it's not working for some reason. <gasps> not working. No. Oh, pull up Nvidia then, if you guys don't mind. Uh, Nvidia. Oh, as if we don't talk about that stock enough. All right, Nvda. Chart well, up. Chart. It's okay. Chart up in Benzinga Pro. Benzinga Pro up on the screen. Go. Right. Smothered in flow all week long. I mean, this is what you got to love about this name. Every day they've been coming in here. It's been gapping up. Smothered in call buying. This morning, right on the open, they hit the weekly 275s. Within five minutes, there's 10,000 of them traded. You know, look at that move today. Gap up. The one thing I would tell everybody here is make sure you look left and see that this stock came from 115 in about seven months to almost th just missed 300 today. And it's very extended here. And that's the one thing I got to worry about a little bit here. This market seems to like to buy, buy high, then buy more higher. Well, we'll just keep buying higher because this market never comes in. And I do think this market's going a lot higher. So please do not misunderstand me that I am at all bearish. But I think you have to start being careful for the name like NVIDIA here, which is just run. And to me, I look at a candle like this, and this is a candle that I don't want to be participating in at the end of this year. It's just too far. It's, it's vertical here. And we have earnings in two weeks. But let's switch to a name that I have been trading a lot. Well, that is yes. AMD. Oh, more affordable version of NVIDIA. Yep. Uh, well, first of all, on AMD, we already had earnings. And they were they were fabulous, right? They blew out earnings on this. And as we've been sitting here for the last half an hour or so, they're piling into the December 145 calls. Almost 13,000 came in the last half hour. And while it's getting a little extended here, they've been blowing it out. I mean, every quarter they come in, they just blow it out. And I love this, this chart. This is another one I want to buy on any dip. I, I was holding it for uh, about a month. I sold it after making 20 bucks on my shares. And now I'd love to get back into this here at some point here. I've been trading in and out of it, day trading it. But look at this move. I mean, this is just awesome. Cannot you're, still in it? You're, you're still in it, just to clarify? Nope, I am out of it. Uh, okay. I sold out the last of it just before earnings because I was up 20 bucks on, on my shares. Why hold it at that point? The risk was... And then and then you would take it again on a pullback, right? Yeah. If I can get a dip to the eight day or the market wanted to cool off, I'd be really happy to try that. Awesome. Awesome. Right. What else you got for us? Uh, what else we've been seeing on here? was one of the more interesting ones that just came in a little while ago. TQQQ is a triple leveraged ETN for the. the <laughs> Let's the go. Now Qs, we're talking. Right? Oh, leverage. Boy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. a little while ago, and I trade this with stock all the time. This is one of my go tos. Okay. When, I'm, when I'm not sure what I want and I'm in text moving, I'll grab this. But uh, earlier today, just a little while ago, the weekly 166, almost 3,500 of them came in. We haven't seen an order like that in this. in. I'm going to go back to the pandemics last time I saw an order like that come into this, which was just really interesting to me that somebody's saying they expect some gains tomorrow, maybe some pullback here. And it wasn't a cheap bet. So that's why it kind of stood out, you know, kind of stood out. How, how liquid are, in TQQQ? I, I imagine they're pretty thick because it is a trading instrument, right? And they are. They are pretty liquid. Um, the one thing I would say, they were, by the way, it was a, almost a $450,000 order. Oh, uh, they can be a little wide, and that's because um, the Qs tend to be more liquid. If I'm going to short or use options, I would rather use options on the QQQs and not the TQQQ. You're trading derivative of a derivative at that point, and rather stick with the real thing. More liquid, and let's face it, the Qs up here, it moves just as well. 
Yeah, this is a trading instrument for everyone is who looks at this chart and sees it going straight up. That is not the point here. The point is not to buy this thing in May of last year and sell no. it in. This is this is a day trading vehicle. This is designed for for day trading. It's not designed to be sitting in and holding it long term. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, but but hey, I, I dig it. If it works for you and you trade it and you know how leverage works, then great. That's exactly what it's for. Um, let's look at some things that maybe haven't worked out for you. Have, anything that, that, that you've taken a, a, a licking on here recently? Yeah, um, I got my butt kicked earlier this week on BITO. <laughs> oh, interesting. Tell me about this one because I would love to I, – I, I'm very interest, interested in seeing how people – are trading this i mean i can see what the chart says obviously but you know it, it's a it's a new, obviously it's a newer etf it's only been out for a couple of weeks there's not really much data to go off of it trades with bitcoin more or less how did you approach this and, and what happened so the first thing i'll tell you it moves very liquidy and it, if you watch the bitcoin futures it'll move pretty much tick for tick with it which is okay. what you're looking for that's good that's good right. But what you have to realize is it doesn't trade bitcoin it doesn't own any bitcoin it just owns futures contracts so yep. You know, it's it's going to reconcile after the weekend, after Friday night when the market closes until it reopens. It's it's not going to be moving with it. It's going to reconcile. It's liquid. Okay. The bid ask is pretty tight on it. It has options. Just realize you're trading derivative of a derivative of a derivative when you're trading this thing with options because you're not trading the futures. You know, futures contracts are trading futures contracts on Bitcoin, and then you're trading an ETF that is a derivative of the futures, and then you're trading options on it. But they are fairly liquid. That's the good news. The bad news is I tried to play a breakout on Bitcoin the other day and Bitcoin came smashing back into my face <laughs> as it tried to go. And I've had a I've had a line on this thing sitting roughly on Bitcoin uh, at around sixty three thousand nine hundred where it has to get above. You can see if you look at the chart on Bitcoin, you'll see there's a bunch of um, on the futures contracts, a bunch of wicks that have hit that spot. And on on Tuesday, was it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday, it tried to go and I decided to jump on board and chased it into it. And as soon as I got in, I instantly had regret, and it yanked right back in my face. <laughs> All right, so this is a very simple situation. You were really just trading using this as your Bitcoin play, right? Um, but it's good to see that, like, it's uh, you know, it's good to, to hear you say that it trades tick for tick. Uh, there was some concern uh, when uh, a couple when this thing first opened. You know, two or three days later, there was some concern that it was getting so large, it was taking in so many assets that they were they were already reaching capacity for the amount of front month futures contracts that they were allowed to own uh, as stated in the, uh, in, in, in the funds prospectus. Um, and they were, they were having to maybe go out further on the futures curve, which would create it, which would have created a separation, um, a, a sort of contango effect, if you will, in the BITO and, and and it would have separated from the actual Bitcoin futures, but that appears to have not happened. Uh, or in this case, it, if you say it's, it tracks and it, then it tracks. And you know. again, to me, and I've been in and out of it a couple of times, it tracks. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Good. Good. Yeah, that's, great. Great. that's great. That's great. And I know yeah. a lot of people are looking for exposure to Bitcoin instead of having to trade futures or own coins themselves, especially in their retirement funds. And this kind of fits the build. And, you know, this is probably going to be the first of, of several of them that are going to be approved shortly. When, once you've let one in, you're going to let more in. I do wonder if one of them is actually going to hold some of these cryptocurrencies instead of just trading the futures on it. 
Uh, what, what, what else? Let's see. And, and by the way, if you have a question, if you have a ticker from Mike, drop it in the chat. We'll get Mike's thoughts on this. Um, we mentioned at the top here, Mike, that AB currently has no active YOLO options positions. Maybe we can, maybe we can fix that here today. I would love to. You know, part of the thing here right now is that you kind of have to be a little careful chasing into this market up here. And, and by that, I don't mean long-term. I mean, short-term, we're getting a little hot, a little extended. We've run a ton. So you're saying I should buy spy puts? Extended doesn't mean we have to sell. And I think that's what everybody always confuses when you say something like this. They think, well, we're extended. We have to sell off. Remember last week, we went sideways all week long before we started to break out. And that's all you need to do to cool off. Let the moving average catch up. Let things cool off, right? The eight days and start catching up and let the oscillators cool off and they can do rotation. And if you look what's going on, look at the banks right now. The banks have had a couple days sell off in them, especially banks like Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. So they could come in and they could say, hey, let's rotate around. We've been running the same names. We've run Tesla to the moon, NVIDIA, Microsoft, Google to the moon, right? These big um, NVIDIA, AMD, these big cap tech names, which have been holding the market up. What if they decide to rotate out? The banks are sitting here saying, we're ready to go. We're nice and cool. Right. So they don't have to they don't have to sell. They can just rotate to different sectors. And that's a lot of times what we see when we get a market this hot. Uh, yeah, the rotation is always something you want to have on your radar. It's always because I'm always looking at the overall market, whether it's the S&P, the SPY or the Russell, the Q's. And I'm always looking at that in relation to all the different sectors and and always trying to pay attention and remember, OK, what's been going up in the past week, couple weeks, month? What's been going down and how is that changing? Right. Uh, yeah. And Mike, and Mike is the same way. Uh, question from Singapore Larong in the chat is asking about Rivian, uh, which is going to IPO next week, if memory That's, serves. They're targeting next week. Targeting next week. We don't even know yet. All right. So um, it, what do you think of the 20,000th EV IPO that we're going to have? They are a real company. So they are, when you compare them to a ride or an FSR, these guys are out there. They're in production. They're producing cars. Uh, Amazon has a 20% stake. I think Ford has a six or 8% stake. I don't remember which one it is. These guys are coming in, in production, delivering, and they're ready to rock. So unlike a lot of these other startups where they're trying to get going, like, you know, for example, rides run out of cash. I don't know how rides ever going to get in production. They have no cash to finish their production lines. You know, these guys will be ready to rock. They're a real company. They're going to get a, what do they say? A 60 billion valuation is what they're shooting for. On launch really? day, I didn't even see that. Holy yeah, sixty cow. billion, but that's down from the initial eighty billion that was like initially reported. So, right. Um, but it's yeah. huge, and I think they're going to be one of the winning companies. You know, see how it trades, see where it opens. You know, see how how much they pump it. You know, we always love to watch the IPOs. And that morning, they you know the night before they announced their pricing, and that you know you start paying attention, and they say it's opening here, and you know, it's all behind the scenes. Is the you know the investment houses are calling up just trying to rev up the price for their for the people who are in it. And you see these things open twice the price they're supposed to be IPOing at. And, you know, the only people money are making money on that are the investors, you know, the investment houses. That's not Rivian making any more money on it. They get their price and they're out. Um, so I think they're good. I like Lucid. I think Lucid's another very good company in this space. They started delivering cars last week. Yes, it was just a few of them. But the point is they're in production. They're going I'm leery of these guys like Nicola and FSR and Ride. I think these companies are yeah. 
they, you know, they just have long-term problems. And again, Tesla, obviously the king here, but you got Ford and GM ramping up rapidly and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with shortly. Yeah, that, I don't know if you looked at Ford, man. Have yeah. you seen Ford recently? Let, let's go pull up that Ford chart right now because Ford and I've... 1948. You, you've basically never been able to say this in the last 20 years, but Ford stock right now is a monster. Yep. A monster. How? When is the last time we were at these levels? Let's go to a monthly. When is the <laughs> last time back. we were here? You got to go. Going. I'm, I'm going way to the right. There we go. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, 2002, yep. no, one, 2001, August, September of 01. Oh my gosh. Now, what I would say here is we were talking to my members today. I said, I wouldn't be buying Ford up here. I would let it come in. It's so, it is so hard. It's so hard though to resist the temptation when you've gone straight up the last two days, but, uh, more times than not chasing it up here will be a mistake well you're probably you know again i just look very simple stuff it's out of the bollinger bands it's screaming hot since earnings it's come from 1550 to 1950 roughly that's a big move for ford on a stock like ford we're not talking a squeeze name one of these little stocks this is oh, a no. big name with massive institutional ownership so you know I would look for a dip. If you get a dip to the eight day and it holds it, I would try it there. The eight day is currently a 1778. It's moving up uh, drastically quick here. Maybe they reconnect somewhere around 1850 and then you can get in and get into it there. But if you're buying stock, I wouldn't worry here, but if you're buying it with options, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to chase with options because they're a decaying asset. And if it yanks, it makes it harder to get your money back. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. This is not going to be a, this is a different kind of stock, right? This is not an AMC. This is this is Ford. This is this it's is, not elusive, right? That that too. That too. Um, so let's see here. I'm I'm just sort of catching up right now on on, on my news of, of the day. Uh, I saw Penn. Is Penn still trading down? Penn's getting is. mangled. Okay, Penn is down, and it's not just they had earnings, but it's not just that, right? It's uh there there was an article from insider um that uh attached some not so great um sexual accusations to uh barstool founder dave portnoy this is the pro this is the risk you take when you invest in a company that has a cult-like figurehead and he is not the first nor would he be the last right you you yep. think about elon musk and tesla you think about steve wayne at win you think about um papa john at papa john's right i mean a, a lot of companies you know have these ceos that are really more than that in this case Pornoy is not even the ceo anymore um and Penn is is a parent company but they have these these executives founders they're more than that they're part of the fabric they're part of the story and without them what do you lose and you're seeing that today in pen without potentially without dave portnoy this is a glimpse into what that future looks like well yeah that's part of it and but we also have to circle back to earnings earnings were really just not good I mean, their they were revenue was down year over year. Their profits were down year over year. I'm sorry, their, their profits were down year over year, not their revenue. And there's a lot of competition coming into the space, right? Whether it's Skills or DraftKings or MGM or Win, everybody's getting in this online gambling. 
but Dave has been the figurehead, and you now we 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 joke around a lot. But um, I remember when they going back into March, Dave is on Twitter pounding the table that buy this dip at 110 area pen will never see this price again. I'm like, yep, he's right. Never seen that price again <laughs> at this point. And um, you know, you lose a spokesman like that, it's really really tough here. It's really tough for a stock yeah. to recover. And you're seeing DraftKings, by the way, which reports tomorrow morning. They're getting butchered on this too. They're down to a new range low at forty-four. Yeah, and again, we don't know anything about about the the Portnoy thing, and this is probably yep. going to play out. But like you said, it, there's more to it than that, right? Because it's also the earnings that were that were not great. Um, yep. and and that, that's like DraftKings, right? DraftKings, it like is not going to trade down on that type of a Portnoy headline from right. ten. So the fact that DraftKings is down should give you an idea that this is more of an industry wide trade today than Correct. anything specific to pen uh while we're on the topic we also had mgm and yep look mgm earnings and they're down today and they had good earnings right yeah they, they yeah. had a great report and they're selling the mirage which raised cash interesting to me by the way that although vegas casinos all the big guys are starting to sell their casinos either they want to take advantage of the real estate market or they don't think vegas is coming back like it used to be i don't know if i would buy mgm right now you want to know why mike and spencer uh sure. do we have a choice i uh, know i no. i'm trying to think why <laughs> i'm trying to think why because i i think i might be going to the mgm casino after work today <laughs> and i might put them out of business yeah okay <laughs> okay all right, all right good, good luck with that my man yeah <laughs> the last time uh we went to the casino uh with people from work a colleague who shall remain nameless cost me $250, but he shall remain nameless, Alan. Um, but anyway, uh, hey, let, let, let's hop over to the chat and, and see what they're talking about here. Uh, bah, bah, bah. You know, this, this, is, this is a casual show. Let us know what's on your radar, and uh, we'll talk about whatever you all want to talk about. Because, By the way, I'm watching NVIDIA here. Just hit 301. Oh my God, Nvidia, and, and so so Mike, why do you, what do you think uh, we're seeing this like huge move today? Because we saw a price target upgrade from uh, Wells Fargo, I believe, but usually that's not enough to move a stock this big. Um, it's FOMO. This much. It's FOMO. It's, People it's, are just rushing in and buying it. They, it's been working right in this market. If you you know they did it with Tesla, they've done it with AMD, they've done it with Microsoft, they've done it with they're doing it with Nvidia now. They're yeah, just, but, though, but but I don't think we've seen you know like Microsoft get picked up on Reddit and run more than twelve percent in a day. It's it's hard to, um, I guess my theory, and that's all it is, is a theory. I have nothing to to um, you know back this up, but I think uh, maybe the interest in retail trading is causing uh, you know algos then to pick it up, and then it, it causes other you know it's like a um, compounding effect if that makes well, sense. And then it's you know my room is reminding me here on my right that is you know, being referred to as a meta play. And this goes back to the whole Facebook with the metaverse. And I, so I appreciate that guys. Thanks out there. They're shouting out to me, but yeah, they're right. It's a big considered to be a big play in the metaverse and meta. I mean, let's be honest with you, metaverse and Facebook, that's going to take years to develop and you know, whatever, but that's the new hot buzz and anything associated with that right now is getting ramped. Well, yeah. I well, mean, if you, if, if is, that, for, for is that true? Facebook is up half a percent today. Well, they're, but I mean, say Meta is up half a percent today. The, uh, but they're up you... when this when they had horrific earnings after right horrific guidance. They have everything else in the world breaking down around them in terms of countries looking into them, the Senate looking into looking into them. Like everybody's out to get them right now. All this bad press, but you change your name and you say Meta, and the stocks well off the lows from earnings. 
I, I've, I've talked about it on this show before. I mean, NVIDIA is one of my favorite um, long-term stocks all time. I actually added it in my IRA at the beginning of this year in January, so about 11, 10 months ago, and the position's already up more than 100%. Um, and so this stock's just a monster. And, and I, I think I said it even earlier today, I think any um, you know transformative technology that you can think of over the next 10, 20 years, whether that's AI, robots, metaverse, cryptocurrency, gaming, NVIDIA will have uh, a market share in all those industries. And so, you know, I mean, to me, I'm not saying go out and buy NVIDIA right now and it's up 12% on a day, but on any dips, I'd be looking to add to my position and uh, just holding forever. I don't intend to ever sell those NVIDIA shares that are in my uh, IRA. I had two shares. Now I have eight good after you, the man. split. Nice. So it, I like having good. more shares. So it, it Listen, I was trading having... NVIDIA back when it was 16 and under 20 bucks. It doesn't seem like that long ago. Yeah, pre-split. Yeah, a AMD too, of course, they, they tend to trade together, but I think NVIDIA has a little bit of an advantage as far as how, um, just over AMD, I think NVIDIA's technology is a little bit um, more advanced than AMD's at this point, but I'm also not an expert. But they're also in different spaces slightly. Yeah, yeah, I mean. I mean, they have some um, crossover, but really AMD is more about the servers and the CPUs. They do graphics card as well. They're not as good. And then NVIDIA is really about the graphics cards. And then they're also obviously in the server space. Yeah. And I think the cloud, cloud, metaverse, I mean, all of those, uh, you know, technology advancements that we're going to see, like I said, NVIDIA will have their hands in. They'll be a player. Um, what else? I'm trying to see if there's anything else in my portfolio moving today that we can talk about. Um, I, Spencer and I talked about this the other day. I think Snapchat isn't being talked about as a meta. You know play. what? I, I I I meant to, yeah, I meant to do something about that yesterday, and I never did. So how are we doing today? We're Andy? not doing well. I mean, if you want to, if 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 when you say Spencer that you wanted to do something about it, you meant you wanted to go buy a few shares of Snapchat. You yeah. still have the opportunity. We're All down right. about one point seven five percent. I've been looking wait, at Snap wait, and trying to decide wait, when it's a buy. It's still in a downtrend. Where, I mean, where, where did I say I would stop? My, I said I would stop myself at the low from May, right? Which was fifty, no, no forty nine ninety, yep. three dollar, two dollars away. Three, uh, um, uh, Mike, what do you think about this? I'm having a hard time with this. Um, I love Snap after not this report, the report beforehand when they gapped up, and then yeah. to me it was interesting that it could never break out. Every time it tried to break out, they ramped it, they pulled it back in. I did not like how they blamed Apple for all their woes here. I mean, I think that was just a little bit too easy to do. Apple is costing us all our money. Apple's our big problem. Well, guess what? Google will probably do that eventually too if you know you're not paying attention. So then you're gonna have even more problems. The fact that this stock can't bounce and you look at the earnings day and then since then we just keep drifting lower, it's worrisome. For me, I don't think I want to own this name until it can clear above the eight day. Maybe if it takes that or get a rounding bottom, we start to form that cup. And maybe we're trying to do it here a little bit, but they just they don't want it here. They're just not coming back for it right now. And that's a little worrisome. And such a suspicious looking chart, like that cloud. You almost never see that. You know? Well, think think about you have a you have a, a very large island top. Right. Yeah, it's so it's so suspicious. It's like what the hell? what happened? And, and there? for people who don't understand that, an island top is when you gap up, and then you leave all those candles, no matter how many, whether it's one or not, and you gap down, leaving anybody who was long up there trapped. And that's what happened here with Snap. You had three months worth of action of people trapped in this thing. 
Yep, and it's one quarter. Oh, yeah, Apple is not really affecting us. Their privacy changed in the next quarter. Oh, wait, actually, it's affecting us a lot. Yep. We just didn't realize that. So, yeah, anyway, I I, I have to talk myself out of it because, you know, we're all inclined to be the hero and buy the dip and call the bottom. And so Mike just tried. Mike just did that, I think. But I'm still interested. I'm not writing this off. I'm just not not right now yeah my, my thesis that i gave the other day was just that i mean snapchat already has kind of augmented reality built into it i think as we see the metaverse develop um it would just shock me if we don't see snapchat get involved in some way and it's not really being talked about as a big metaverse play so i think it's just one to have on your radar i do uh not i don't like the fact that it's still been in this downtrend after that huge gap down after earnings you know we didn't see buyers come in um, and say, oh, hey, look, we're getting Snap at a discount. We've seen um, the downtrend continue. So I'm going to wait for a clear sign of reversal. Compare it to Twilio, who had um, bad earnings, right? Pull up their chart. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right. Look at Twilio. Uh, this was a beast, and it came well off of ties. How are we doing now? Twilio uh, had oh, bad wow. guidance. That's, that's very Ver- interesting. Look at these last few days. Wow. So on earnings, they had very bad guidance. But look at how they bought this back up. And that's a huge difference between Snap and like a company like Twilio. For Twilio, they came back for it. They're like, nope, this is a discount. We want it. We're not seeing that. It's a very different type of reaction in Snap. Right. I mean, it's a different kind of company, I, too. That, that's, yeah. that's what I was saying. It's I, after a gap down like that, I want to see buyers coming in. I want to see that trend reverse quickly. If I don't and we see that downtrend continue, then it's just showing like, look, this has come out of favor um with investors of all types and institutional retail uh etc so i I think we will we will get to a point with snapchat where buyers start coming in and say oh yeah this is a good price for it i just don't know if we're there yet they might wait until we get close to next quarter you know kind of like sofi if you watch sofi after last quarter they had a horrible report and then uh, about a month ago they started running sofi back up and they brought it back up through where it was last earnings and above it so sometimes if you watch how they trade these things, they'll wait a little bit. You see the big gap down from last earnings going back there into uh, into August. And they waited about two months and now they pushed it all the way back up. Wow. I didn't I I knew I knew we broke twenty on SoFi. I had no clue we got all the way up to twenty three. The so. problem is last week we broke twenty one and we and and then you, you see what happened after. But yes, yes uh was that Thursday? Yep. Was it, uh no no, Monday? What day is that? Monday? It was a great day. Monday was a great day. I so. might get a nice Christmas present this year. Uh, my mom opened a brokerage account and asked me what stocks to invest in. This was back in, I think, August after SoFi uh, gapped down after earnings, and it was at about $14 a share. And I told my mom, like, oh, hey, look, SoFi looks pretty cheap right now. And she added to it. So it's up about 50% since then. That's so. the difference between you and me. If, 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 my, if my mom asked me, I were to say, mom, this, there's, three, there's three letters, V-O-O. SPY. That's what I would have told my mom. VTI as well. Yeah, that's VTI, little, mom. That's a little easy. VTI. You know what's interesting? I've been helping some members who have uh, they've ended up with 50, 60 plus stocks in their portfolio. And I'm like, oh. you, you can't you can't manage that. And I'm like, no. you know, for me, I, there's a golden rule for me. You don't want more than 15 to 20 stocks in any given time because you just cannot keep up with what's going on in them and being in them. So choose the stocks you want and then use the ETFs the SPY, the Qs, the IWM, the XLF for the financials, XLE, use those to round out the sectors that you want to be in. But so many people, they get trapped and they keep buying these names because, oh, they're in play. And then they get kind of stuck with them. And next thing you know, they have 50 names and they're, they're in these in small positions, but they're 
they don't know how with the news. They don't know what to do with them anymore because they, they're really not tracking them, right? They don't may not know anything about the company. And, you know, there was news on any this morning. It was kind of funny. And I, I, I didn't, I'm not a crypto guy. And I'm like, I don't understand it. I'm not touching it, even though I saw the stock and calls coming in, the stock to start to take off. I'm like, you know, sometimes you just say no if you don't understand the trade. If you don't know the company, it's okay to say no. Just say no. Just say no. Nancy Reagan. Just say um, no. Mike, That's anything – is that who that was? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. That was before my time. Spencer doesn't get my references. I get your references. I hey, get well, it. Say no to drugs. Fact, Damn it, I'm fact, old. Fun fact. My, my mom worked in the Reagan administration. Oh, wow. Yeah. True story. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Mike, anything else you want to discuss or look at before we let you get back to it today? You know, I would encourage you guys out there, try to re- not have FOMO, especially with options right here with the market up this much. Wait for it to cool off. Wait for some of these names to pull in a little bit, then go into them. If you're buying stock, it's not a big deal. The stock goes down $2, comes back $2, you're at break even. You're buying options and the stock drops 2 bucks, and then the stock comes back up, your options are going to be underwater. They're decaying. The delta's changing on you. So think a little bit more. And the last thing I will tell you, we talk about this in the room all the time, buy time, buy time, buy time. If you're in weeklies and the way these names chop around midday, you're probably getting chopped up. If you go out 30 to 45 days, you're going to have an easier time sitting in the trades longer term. Got it. Well, everyone, hope you're out there taking some advice from Options Mike. Mike, where can folks find you? They can find me on Twitter at Options Mike. I'm out there all the time, and uh, I have all my information out there with it. Easy enough. All his information. on the screen right there, at Options Mike on Twitter. Uh, Mike, we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Enjoy yourselves. All right. Have a good one, Mike. Uh, AB, I we I think we have one more guest to come. I don't see her in the studio right now. So uh, what I want to do before before she joins is, uh, I put this call out yesterday, uh, or the other day to the chat, and I put a call out yesterday to to AB, and I I'm I'm crowdsourcing or we are crowdsourcing ideas for like fun shit that we could do on this show, right? Like stupid stuff, right? Like. Uh, I put the call out for fun game ideas. I've got it. We've, we've got a list here. And Wait, AB, what was Luke's? Luke's idea was pretty good, actually. Luke, okay, and we're going to incorporate these. So Luke's idea was a name that chart segment. Oh, gonna... like name that Pokemon. So we'll put a chart up without the name of the stock, and you have to name what chart it is. Yes. Um, so we're going to be doing that. For example, we had a a, a couple people suggest some sort of uh a dart, a dart game with balloons and the a ticker in that in, in there, and that's what we have to talk about. Whatever we land on, that's something that we can do. But I'm interested in uh, I'm interested in 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 more in more games. So whatever you guys can think of, drop it in the chat, and um, I'm trying to figure out how to do the uh, the chart without having the company name on there ab this is going to take me a second to figure out so we're not going to do that right now but no, uh, we, we'll, we'll get it figured out um let's see anyone what, what is everyone watching in chat looks like rich kaiser's watching sense uh spencer can we get that pulled up real quick i took off my watermark sure sense yeah s-e-n-s yeah i'm familiar with it quiet today Earn, earnings on tuesday after the close um I, I, I'm familiar with the stock. I am not familiar with the company. I don't know the story here. Um, 
and because I don't know the story, I don't want to say anything because I, I, I don't know it. I, but I, but if it were me, and I were long, um, I would say, if you're in the, if you've made money off this thing, I would consider lightening up into the report anytime before Tuesday after the at the close, right? Um, and if you're down, if you bought this thing in February at five bucks and you're down. I would even still consider selling into this because these earnings reports are so binary, right? You just don't know. The stock, I think, has a low float, right? It's got, no, it's not, 431 million shares. So it, it, it's a thicker stock. It's got a decent short interest. It's got 23% of the shares are currently sold short. That's that's not nothing. It's not That's not outrageous, but also that's, that's not nothing either. So there is a, a decent amount of the market so uh, that's betting against the stock right now. Um, I don't like holding stocks into your earnings. That's just me. On the flip side, Spencer, if you do have some uh, dry powder, as the kids call it, some cash on the side, what you could do is wait for earnings if the stock gets crushed. Um, you know, and you still want to hold the stock, add some in, just lowering your your average cost that you got in at. You can, but, yeah, do some options, trade around it, right? Right. There's a lot of different strategies out there. I think, though, the one that you mentioned as far as cutting your losses, not being married to a stock, um, is one that that I think a lot of traders, uh, you know, should consider. I actually did this recently with Fubo, and now I'm kicking myself for it because mm. I finally sold my Fubo position. And then, of course, right after I did um fubo just started ripping higher not having a great day today but we can see over the, it's up over you know 30 35 over the last month you know what's interesting what's you, it? you know what happened today in fubo right no the the sports book went live in iowa oh Their first really? sports book went live today we've talked about this before spencer they i, I think people that are into fubo want to make that a bigger catalyst than it is because it's so easy for me to be watching a game on uh you know whatever it is and be able to just bet off my phone. Like, I don't need it to be in the same place. I have to keep it on our watch list. It, it goes all the way up. If you pull up the chart, um, what were the highs we reached? We got above 60, right? Yeah, we did here. I'm going to add the watermark back because I, I, I like it there. So one second. I'm going to get the watermark back up. There we go. Uh, yeah, it got it got up above 60 uh, back in, in December last year. So, yeah, definitely going to keep our eyes on Fubo. See if that gambling integration uh, helps the stock. Well, I, I mentioned that though because it maybe is sell the news type of thing, right? Where we're down today. The day we have the actual catalyst, we run up into. I it. mean, how many people are even in Iowa? That's the that's the point, right? It's like how many people are actually in Iowa? Yeah. No offense if you're in Iowa. No, I, Rodrigo, I agree. I mean, I've talked about it before. So Fubo, the thing that I like about it is they are trying to become the premier uh, sports streaming service, and sports is the only thing that people will really watch live anymore. I mean, you've got, uh, you know, presidential debates, Bachelor, I guess. But advertisers will pay a premium for commercials during sporting events because they know people will actually be tuned in um, watching the commercials as watch on Netflix, Hulu, whatever it is. And they're not actually paying attention to the commercials. Sports commercials are yeah. so much more valuable uh, than everything else out there in the advertising world. AB, I see our next guest here backstage, the blonde broker. Should we bring her on? Let's go ahead and bring the blonde broker on. This is the first time we're ever going to have a broker on the show. There she is. The hey blonde guys. broker. How are we doing? Good. How are y'all? Can you hear me pretty well? We hear you. Yeah. We see you. Got a uh, nice pink headset. Um, so the blonde broker, I don't know if, if 
Wait, uh, first off, are you a real broker or is that just? No, I'm not. Okay, so it's not a first broker. No, no. damn it, not but first broker. Still Ofer in that category. So you ha you may be familiar with the blonde broker on Twitter. The handle is pretty self-explanatory at the blonde broker. Um, blonde broker, can you just tell our audience, give us a little background, tell us how you got interested in investing. Yeah. You know, what's yes. your what's your background? How'd you start, um, etc. Yeah, of course. Uh, first off, I want to say I love y'all setup. It's really oh, nice. it's new. It's actually new. <laughs> is it really? It's like, it's, yeah. it's like Rohan, a can we zoom out a little bit so we can see everything going on? Rohan, pivot to the other camera, please. Rohan, is Rohan even there? Hey, look, there we are. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank oh, you awesome. for that. Uh, we'll pass our compliments to the chef. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll get started. Yeah, for everyone uh, that doesn't know me, I'm the blonde broker. My real name's Aaron. Um, I actually used to be Aaron Talk Stocks, but I kind of used the blonde broker as a new thing that uh, it's kind of catchy. Everyone liked it. Um, and some people are like, oh, well, you're not really a broker. And I'm like, well, Unusual Whales isn't really a whale. Love him, but <laughs> sorry. Right. That's um, true. But yeah, so I, I got into trading about two and a half years ago. Um, cool. Started out with, I was kind of in a toxic situation in life, like relationship. I was just comparing myself to other girls and relationships online, looking on Instagram, Facebook, and I would just do that in bed at night. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? It's just bringing like negative connotations to my mindset. So I decided to start reading about the market, um, bought a ton of books on investing and trading and nice. basically stayed up every night doing that. And uh, Wait, which books I have to ask you, which books you bought? Um, and, and, and if you actually read any of them, cause we all buy books and we don't read them. So, so. I like, um, price volume analysis. Um, Ooh. let's see. I've, I've read the penny stocks for dummies that's that's actually what got me hooked i started trading otcs really early on um wow. otcs and crypto so wow. it's evolved it's a it's a large cap oh man okay wait can you just talk <laughs> about how you avoided getting absolutely smoked because otcs can be high reward but extremely high risk if you don't know what you're doing so how, how did you avoid just getting getting smoked on those things right so i did get smoked um, okay, that answers that. <laughs> yeah, so the, I think the reason my platform kind of started growing was um, in the OTCs. There was about two to three days where I made like $49,000 trading penny stocks. And oh, people found out about it and it's like, follow, 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 follow. And then um, honestly, like three days later, I probably lost like 37000 of it. So it... You raise your hand, stuff, if, you, you raise your hand if you've been there. If you've been there, raise your hand. We've both been there, maybe. Not maybe in that dollar amount, but uh, same idea. You make money, give it back. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, yeah, it's it's difficult. It's hard yeah. to figure out which CEO is. I, I think everyone that, like, starts investing goes through that process where they make a little bit of money and then they start feeling like they're playing with house money. It's okay to get a little riskier. And the next thing you know, you know, you get burned. I know that happened to me. I, I started trading options actually like right before COVID hit, um, like literally February of 2020. I, I, I like traded my first option and then I was watching what was going on in the news, like world, everything. And I would turn on CNBC and they're like, oh, you know, this coronavirus isn't coming to the U.S. Don't worry. Don't sell your stocks or anything. And then I see the news coming out of Italy and I'm just like, all right, this sounds like BS, like and bought some puts on, on some different companies and made like. 10 grand really quickly and then after I, I 
essentially lost that whole 10 grand uh very quickly getting a little bit riskier with my options trading and since have have kind of learned how to allocate my risk a little bit better at least i like to think so so okay so after the otc thing what and are you are you still in that or, or are you mostly doing crypto now or what uh so i i kind of have a very 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 um diverse portfolio i do all of Sweet. it right now i'm not nice I'm not married to one or the other. Uh, crypto is kind of hot right now, so I've been playing a little bit of SHIB. Do, do you wait real quick? Do you only do trading, or do you have like some long term stuff? Like I'm never touching this. I'm giving this to my kids. Stuff. No, okay. <laughs> I should. Okay. I should. Um, there's actually like probably two stocks that I'm holding long term: um, Palantir, and then I'm holding a Canadian stock. Uh, called okay. XTM. That's a penny stock I'll be holding long term. And you know what? There's actually a couple of them that I'm holding long term. But okay. I'd say I'm a trader, active trader. How, how do you how do you find your trades? How do you find your setups? What what, what sort of things do you look at? Are you looking at the company? Are you looking at the like the chart? A little bit of both? Um, I'm looking at the chart. I don't think I'm as much of a fundamental trader as I am technical. So I do stay up for pre market. I go to sleep at like 4 a.m. every day. Uh, which is super unhealthy, so it's gonna what, catch up what, to me. What 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 time zone are you in? Central. Okay, all right, you're an hour behind us. Um, Shout out Central Time Zone. Cool. Shout so. out. <laughs> I think wait, we have so the best wait. time zone. I we get to hang out with everyone like Pacific and Eastern, like staying I up. Agree. All the time. So I agree. So I'm from Missouri, which is in the Central Time Zone, and ever since I moved up here to Detroit, which is in the Eastern. Uh, like last night, the St. Louis Blues game started at 10 p.m. Eastern. And I'm like, how am I supposed to? Yeah, man, it's past my bedtime already. Exactly. Like, uh, I can't even watch the first period. So, okay, so you're, you're trading off the chart. But like the OTC markets, there's so many. There's like 100,000 at least um, companies that trade on there. How do, how, how do you find them? So find the ones that, that are interested in you. I think OTCs is a little bit harder to trade um, okay. based off if you're looking at charts. Um, that one you are looking at the company, who's founded okay. the company. Um, for example, there's a stock called ENZC, um, Enzolytics. They are actually located, they've moved um, one of their labs to A&M, Texas A&M and College Station. And that's where I went to school. So. Uh, this, kinda, wait, this, this thing is trading for point zero 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 one cent. This is what this is what we're talking about. It is very high risk. Um, Holy so, cow! Uh, how, it's, can't wait, be high you risk. said you penny can't... stocks? Like, like, wait, no, 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 no. E N Z C. Sorry. Oh my gosh! Right. <laughs> Not... <laughs> uh, wait, what? I just looked uh, at the chart. E N D C. E N Z. No, Z. Oh Z. Z. I can't Z. hear. As in Zillow. Zebra. Oh, okay. Sorry, All right. Can you hear okay, me better? 13 cents. 13 cents. Okay. That's a little bit better than the one the other we were just looking at. Holy cow. Yeah. So it's they have a, a very good um I, I like their company. I, I think they have a lot of growth there. Um they're trying to fight HIV. Uh they're working on a COVID cure for a long time. And I guess just uh, being an Aggie, it kind of meant a lot to me to see something um going on at my school. So when you find a, let's say, so you, you find it, you know, Enzolytics, right? E N Z Z. Mm -hmm. What, what, what is your process next? Do you do you always go in with the same size? Um, talk us through like that. So when I started, I was not scaling in. 
I didn't know okay. that technique yet, so I got burned pretty fast. Um, but now if I like a stock or I like an OTC, I'll, I'll probably put a good like 30% entry level in what I think okay. is great. And I'll watch for the dip throughout the week and then I'll load in more. Um, but for the longest time, this stock was my whole port and I was in it when it ran up to like 90 cents. And did you sell at 90 at, up there? I sold a good amount. Okay, nice. Do you, do you plan your, your exits ahead of time as well? Are you always thinking like, hey, like I'm sell if I, if I buy right now at 13 and it goes down to, to 10 or eight, I'm, I'm done or, or if it, if it goes up to 30, I'm done, you know? Yeah. I try to stick, um, to like a 15% loss rule. Um, nice. Okay. I know a lot of people are a little bit more conservative, might be at 10%, but I play a little riskier, I think. So, nice. oh, so yeah, you, you mentioned how you, you know, have gotten into crypto as well. And I know that you're, you know, into NFTs as well. So what, what was the process like, I guess, from getting from crypto into NFTs and what's kind of going on uh, with your NFTs right now? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think within people have been into crypto for a while now. I remember in college, everyone was talking about um, Bitcoin and it was kind of hush hush. Like, here's this new thing. Sounded like it was on the black market and illegal. Like you couldn't talk about it. Um, little did we know if you would have invested in Bitcoin eight years ago, you would be you would be insanely well off. Um, so I missed that boat. I got into crypto yeah, about two and a half years ago with Bitcoin, Ethereum, it's kind of going with the larger players. Um, and then I am newer to the NFT community. For the past four months, I have been actively buying and selling NFTs. Um, and then... How's that going for you? Because that, 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 that market is insane. So I don't, I don't necessarily like, I'm not a flipper. I okay. kind of invest them, uh, invest in them, and then I'll sell them if someone really, really, really wants it. I just, it's very difficult to find a project that, you know, has um, a very good meaning behind it and a good community to support it. Because if you do buy an NFT that everyone is excited about, it could fall. Like the floor price of an NFT might run up to nine Ethereum, and then you find out they didn't have a roadmap. Uh, they were just trying to make a bunch of money. The floor price has dropped down to like 0.7 ETH and you just get burned. Same thing with stocks. So I think it's really important to do your DD on NFT collections. You see like the, cause you know, I know different crypto projects have a strong community and a strong following, but I think even more so for NFTs, it seems like different NFT projects um, is so like community oriented. Have you, have you found that since you've ventured into NFTs? Yes, yeah, so um, a lot of the NFT communities um, have their own Discord servers. So those have been really fun to join and see who's in them. It's kind of like a little, a little family. It really is a community of people who are getting to know each other online. Um, so for my collection, I've already started. Uh, I created a Discord server for everybody to join. Um, Do y'all want me to talk about the collection for a second? Yeah, we I, I would love to know what goes into that. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm doing an NFT collection. And you can actually share your screen on, on the bottom of, of your screen on our platform. You can see that little share button if you want to share something. Otherwise, we can pull it up as well. Um, Y'all could pull up the account on Twitter if you want. 
what's the uh, Twitter handle? I yeah. have it up, man. See, I, 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 uh, I, I did your job. Y'all are fast. Spencer's better than me. So. I, I, I did your job for you, AB. I got you. Hold on. I got you. Unique unicorns. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Whoops. There we go. So is, these are just pictures of unicorns? Is that it? Yeah, so it's a they're PFPs of um, unicorns right now, but um, I'm actually doing a lot with it. Um, so when I was buying NFTs, I saw the Board Eight project, I saw um, the Lazy Lions project, and I noticed that like animals were kind of a big deal at the time. And I'm a huge animal advocate, so um, this NFT project that I'm coming out with in the next two to three weeks. Um, basically supports um, the fight for uh, mental health. So uh, we're just really trying to um, team up with a charity, the National Alliance on Mental Health. Um, been talking to them about a lot of the proceeds for this collection going over and helping um, certain families that, you know, are really struggling with um, psychology and mental health issues so the the message behind these nfts is being unique and accepting who you truly are so forgive me for asking this question because i may be just a boomer at heart but i i really like don't understand the nft come on spencer thing. i'm so sorry yeah. i'm sorry to, to learn about it you no, you're right but like no 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 what i mean is like i literally don't understand like the market here like people are just buying them because they're limited and they're gonna and you said you don't flip but i could do that to your collection right i could just you know you could and then i'd come after you well i don't even know how to get on, <laughs> i don't even know how to get on it so so let's let's everyone calm down uh but uh yeah so like what i don't like what is the market here i just don't quite know if i understand that uh you know so sadly well the stock market a lot of it is based off of hype but um, okay. there are a lot of collections that people want to hold on to long-term that have sentimental value. So okay. I know, um, a lot of people are, you know, this all started with like baseball cards, um, right. essentially like if you've got a baseball card and I want it, um, I'll give you a million dollars. I get that asset, but then my house burns down in a fire. And now I no longer have that asset, but once it's put right. up in the blockchain, I'll hold it forever. So I think people are looking at it and that point of view, and it is very, very hard to understand. I think it's um, same thing with crypto. It's, you oh, can't yeah. hold it. So yeah, it's different, but um, the, my NFT project, um, when I release the roadmap in the discord, there's going to be a channel um, called a safe space. So, uh, It'll be for people who want to talk about their mental struggles that they're dealing with and meet new friends. It's a safe space for them to go do that and to meet friends. And um, about every month, I'm going to have a counselor come on and do a live session and help out wow. anyone who needs it. So, so yeah, awesome. I, I, and I asked that about the NFTs because that's what I think one of the coolest things about it is it seems like all these NFT projects do have very immersive um, and interesting communities. And I'm curious from like investors, trader standpoint, if you think that's like a viable way to find NFT projects to invest in, like maybe just hop in the Discord server, um, do some quick analysis on like how you think the community is. Is it engaging? Is there a lot of interaction? And then from there, say like, oh, yeah, this NFT project 
had like a way bigger community that was very um, engaging compared to this other one. So I'm going to invest in the one that has the bigger community. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I think discords um, is a great way to see if you actually do like the community and figure out what it's about. Um, I know there's a website called Rarity Tools you can use to see upcoming collections and um, look at the volume on that. I mean, some of these collections might not even have been released, but it is very important if you are buying an NFT to make sure that they are verified on OpenSea. Like, you just want to make sure that that collection is pure. Uh, we're, we're getting a couple comments in the chat that the Discord link on the on the Twitter is uh, didn't go to a Discord page. FYI. Uh oh okay i'll fix that okay. we'll get that fixed um all right well aaron thank you for joining us on the yeah. stream today i don't know if there's anything else you want to add or discuss can, but... can you leave us with like one like with one 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 stock tip that you're that that, that you're bullish on stocks always go up no i'm just kidding um my one stock tip for you guys is um do not feed into fomo that is how you lose your port. That is how you destroy everything that you've worked so hard to get. Um, so really just fight that urge to jump into something that everyone else is hyping up or running. Um, Twitter is a good resource, but sometimes um, Twitter can be very um, detrimental to your account. So don't feed into FOMO. There you go, y'all. Do not feed into FOMO. Uh, don't. She's basically saying don't go out there and buy NVIDIA today while it's up 13% just because you're not into it. Too late for you, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe don't. For, yeah. yeah. All right. Something. The Blonde Broker, everyone. Thank you so much for coming on today. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Uh, nice to meet you, Aaron, in person. Spencer, hopefully I get to meet you soon. Yeah. Oh wait, were, were you at the the thing also that I was? Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't invited. I've been. I I've been at this company for for almost seven years now. I don't know. I was not invited. He's been here for a year. They sent him down to freaking Orlando uh, to go to some fun conference, and I I get stuck. It was here. fun because Aaron was the only other Aaron there, but she was the cooler Aaron at the conference. But yeah, it was nice to meet you. Um, we will get you hopefully back on the stream again soon. Yeah, I would oh, love yeah. to. Um, also, Spencer, we're going to do another conference, I think, in Vegas. In oh, yeah. May. Aaron put a lot of work into actually, like, organizing the conference with Jonah Lupton. Wait, so. wait. Was this in, like, early? It was in early October, right? Because Shelly's yeah. saying, saying I had COVID, which is maybe true. Maybe why else? I think it was right before. Was it right before I had COVID? I mean, it was, a, it was a, 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 essentially a month ago. Oh, I, I think I had COVID. So, okay. I'm not mad anymore. Next time, though, next time I want to go. Yes. All right. You get VIP. Well, you, you. Right. you said Vegas is the next one? Yeah, I think we're doing Vegas in late April, early May. I'll send you like the, okay. the link okay. and stuff. But Boom. Yep. Awesome. All That'll right. It'll be a great time. Beautiful. All right. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. Have, Aaron, a, good one. have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right. No problem. Uh, it is 1.56. We just spent the last few minutes talking about NFTs. And, oh, what what's that? Our NFT show is coming up next. What are the odds? What a segue. What, what a, segue. a segue. The roadmap live in four minutes right here. YouTube.com slash Benzinga. They're live every. Oh, no, wait. Today's Thursday. Is it Moon or Bus? Wait a minute. No, 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 no. No, no, it's Roadmap. I'm, 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 okay. Yeah. I'm screwing myself. Yeah. Moon or Bus is Mondays and Fridays. Roadmap is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I'm almost messing that up. But uh, yeah, Roadmap live in four minutes right now. Um, thank you, Sophia. I, uh, here, I'll take my, uh,
The uh. This is off. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> you know what? I I started doing contact lens Fridays, and I just stopped doing that. Maybe I got, I got to start wearing. Yeah, get the contact lenses back right, out. Okay. Um. Yeah, and, and uh, roadmap episode today looks pretty interesting. They're gonna be talking about Dude, that show is that show is weird in the best way. They're talking about Kylie Jenner today, so I may need to tune in. I don't know if she will be making a, a surprise appearance. Um, Tiny Pie Media make AB's shirt green again. I I'll bring the green shirt back out. <laughs> um, some it's very polarizing. People either hate it or love it. I love it. It always, uh, you know, it brings out green in my portfolio as well that's so fair. that's fair um yeah all right um that being said i think we're just about done here so if you could be so kind as to hit that like button we'd appreciate that please remember all the information from our show i just realized that the light was green there for a moment although the desk oh it changes look it's green look it's green now let's keep it green if we can because that would bring out the green in 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 my eyes and our portfolios. Uh, please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to all of our guests today, the, bron- the Blunt Broker. Thanks to Options Mike. Thanks to Vivi Biotech. Thanks to Matt Kolb. Special guest. Guys, Matt Kolb was like Benzinga employee number like 15 or something, like way back in the day. Um we will have to get him back on and tell the story about how he met Jason at, at, at an airport. Cause it's a good story. He, he, he was at Benzinga like early, early days, like before we were in this office and before, long before me, long before you. Um, and, and it, it, it's cool to see him. He moved away. So it was great to see Matt today. I, I, yep. I, yep. I love that. All right. Um, I think we're at time, man. Yeah, with yeah. that, Spencer, everyone, please smash the like. Smash the like for Spencer. Spencer went straight from doing a, a pre-market prep, all access, then he hops on here. Oh, yeah. He, he, Spencer is the Cal Ripken Jr. of streaming. <laughs> um, absolute Iron Man. So if you're not going to smash the like for any of our guests today, smash the like for Spencer. Um, with that, let's go ahead and get over to the roadmap. Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.